Insecurity is not a female trait. Insecurity is a human trait that does not discriminate. Jasmine Deweese. In a world filled with toxic masculinity, fueled by a generation that indicates you are either too feminine or too masculine, my question is, what is a man to do? No matter what kind of man you identify as, you faced, will face, or are currently facing insecurities. It's inevitable. Is it hard for you to admit to yourself that you are insecure about something because you did not grow up using that language to express yourself? Are your insecurities driven by feelings you never get to express? Do you define your manhood by financial securities, emotional ignorance, or even societal pressures? See, today's episode is called Men Don't Have Insecurities. And this episode just might be exactly what the doctor ordered. So to eat with her, don't compete with her, and it's your host, Jazz. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome and don't be a stranger. We have plenty of content for you to check out, so please do. And after you've done so, share it with a friend or family member, then subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you are returning and haven't subscribed, come on now. What you waiting for? Get that first class information and be the first to know about all things Eat Don't Compete. Because we can't grow without you. We're building a community here. I know, I know. Very interesting subject matter, right? And who am I to talk about it, right? But let's take a step back for a moment, right? Who am I not to address this elephant in the room? If I'm claiming to be an advocate for your personal growth and development, right? So yes, let's get into this quote. We can't keep isolating our insecurities as this like gender-based emotional dysfunction. That's a myth, a myth that might get you killed. Okay. All right, maybe maybe it won't get you killed, but <laughs> it's just simply not true. And if I haven't made myself completely clear already as to where I stand on the topics of insecurities, let me set the record straight. If you are dealing with insecurities, whether you are a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, young or old, black or white, rich or poor, you are normal. Insecurities are normal. We oftentimes treat insecurities as these abnormalities that need fixing. Now, do these insecurities need addressing? Yes. Attention needs to be paid to them? Absolutely. But we usually tend to fix the things that are broken. So watch your language on that. But to have an insecurity, one, two, or three, does not make you broken. Look yourself in the mirror and say this with me. I am not broken. So when I address certain topics, I tend to do, you know, a teeny bit of research on them, specifically on topics that I, you know, I relate to the topic of insecurity, but as it pertains from the perspective of a man, it's not as close-knit as if I was talking about um, a woman. So I did a little bit of research, and I... I I want to say I came up short 
in the sense of not really getting a bulk of like information that wasn't superficial. And it brings me to my next point. I feel like there's a lot of superficial views of males and their insecurities. And I was like, I was really taken aback by that because I thought that there would be some profound information or at the very least a bulk of information and not these superficial views of um, the subject matter because I didn't feel like I got the same thing when researching women and their insecurities. So I wasn't too fond of how society tends to talk about men's insecurities. So for instance, like I said, I tried to do my research on men and their insecurities and the results were so superficial. And what I mean by that is I feel like society only wants to laugh about how men feel about the way they look physically and not talk about the insecurities they are facing emotionally. Because I think about, you know, speaking on the insecurities that women face, and I automatically go to the way they feel about themselves, i.e. their emotions, their insides. However, and, and the thing was, my research supported that, right? However, when I researched men in their insecurities, a lot of my results came back to some superficial things like the way they look, i.e. Uh, their physical in their outer appearance. And although this may, you know, hold some truth, I'm not indicating that, you know, I, I know all have all the answers and things like that. I just think that it's, I think it's deeper than that, you know? I think that society places so much pressure on men that it's 10 times harder for them to have a sense of emotional awareness about themselves for a long enough period of time to identify and address their insecurities. See, I've noticed that we don't give you room to feel. We don't embrace that part of you. We don't love on you enough. We ask more of you than we give to you. We speak and don't listen. We aren't caring enough for the parts of you that you never were taught to explore. And we're sorry. I remember watching a sermon by Bishop T.D. Jakes and he spoke about, you know, being a man and it was beyond profound. It just knocked my socks off. He said, you have not spent not one single day as a man. Let me inform you quite clearly and emphatically that it is hard, hard to be a man. And I think about that, and I've thought about that since then um, in, a, in a deeper way that helped me to kind of empathize with this idea of being a part of, right, being a part of um, men in their manhood without actually, like, having to live that out in how do I impact or um, how do I help bring him up and not pull him down. So I think about that all the time, and um, I, I believe it's, it's, it's profoundly true, profoundly true. I believe that it's important that uh, we have some foundational 
understanding about insecurities and or how we treat men and or how we treat ourselves as men, right? Um, and I wanted to give you these definitions that might help you kind of understand some of your personal biases, generalizations, and um, stereotypes. And the first one is uh, microaggression. Microaggression is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subliminal, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group. So that's a definition, right? But let me give you an example of how men, um, how people have microaggressions towards men as it pertains to their insecurities. And I'll have one being this assumption of their role, right? A lot of times, let's say, for instance, if you're in a relationship with a man, um, you might have an assumption about the role in which you want him to play in your life, whether that's friend or romantic. But to assume one thing or the other is a recipe for failure, right? To assume that he needs a certain level of masculinity will perpetuate the idea of toxic masculinity, that he has to be a certain kind of man for whatever reason, which is essentially playing into your insecurities, right? Or let's go male on male, right? As a friend, to assume that if this particular guy does not want to go out and play, you know, a recreational game of basketball with you, that he is somewhat not he's somewhat less of a man because of it which essentially can play into his psyche and his overall um, insecurities because he has now defined manhood by sports participation whereas you have defined it and you have insecurities based upon it as well so I hope that made sense to you guys but I also want to indicate in in that statement that you know, with microaggressions, they're more subliminal. Like, I'm not going to tell you that I think you're a wimp for not going out and playing ball with me, but I'm going to have this, like, communication towards you that indicates that I feel in that way. Or in a romantic relationship, I'm going to look at you differently, feel differently about you, and treat you differently because I feel like you're not holding up your end of this male masculine um poster of a man you're not holding up that end of the bargain so on the other end there's macroaggressions and that's more so large-scale and overt aggression toward those of another race culture or gender um and the interesting part is that I don't I don't think that it's also like something that's just another it can be yours unfortunately because I am showing an aggressive I'm showing this aggression toward you but I'm not being shy about it, right? Let's be clear. How Trump supporters were, that's a very prime example, and it's not example as it pertains to insecurities per se, but let's be real. All them folks was revealing their true insecurities about who we are as African Americans, but that's for a whole nother show, okay? But some example, if you will, of a macroaggression um, in a large, in a group of men would be if a man expressed how he felt about a woman to his friends and they laughed at him or they clowned him and things like that collectively. Um, it's on a large scale and it's it's over. It's it's out there. Like, I'm telling you, like, you a wimp. Like, you bugging, you whip, blah, 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 blah. You know, sometimes it is playing, but other times it um, perpetuates 
men keeping their emotions inside rather than expressing them outward. So a tangible takeaway um, for this particular portion of the show would be give the men in your life permission to feel. Um, If I had a poll taken right now and I had 50 men in a room, you'd be surprised at how many of them feel, and, and not to reveal who, that they don't have permission to feel on a day-to-day basis. It's because if I was taught to be one way and for a healthier life and lifestyle, I needed to change that as I've had, you know, I've had to unlearn so many things in my life, it would have to be at the okay of the people I'm closest to. And the men in our lives, they're no different. They need your blessings men and women alike, um, blessings from the men and the women of their lives alike, to embrace a side of them that helps them to acknowledge and address their insecurities. Now, I wanted to address something that I um, mentioned in the intro, and that's toxic masculinity. I know that there's so many um, ways we can go with this particular subject in this um this subsection, but I will say that I am in no way indicating that I have this this uh, definitive pinpointed idea of what a man is, but even if you don't know what's right at the 100% level, you I can feel what's not, you know, and um, we need a balance in who we are if we want to be healthy in how we move on a regular basis. And toxic masculinity is no more than, you know, referring to the notion that some people's idea of manliness perpetuates domination, homophobia, aggression, uh, toughness, right? Um, And anti-femininity. But, you know, some of us, you know, and I've been a, I guess you could say a victim of that as well, Some of us grew up and we knew what we knew, right? Because that's the way we grew up. That's the people we grew up around. That's the people that okayed the person we became. And they taught us how to be that. But in in the spirit of, of unlearning bad behaviors, we have to understand how to balance some of that old, bringing some of that old over into the new because there is a sense of toughness to the male vibrato. There is. There is a sense of toughness there, right? But how much is too much? How do we really, like, you know, how do we really understand that? Just to create a sense of balance, um, to understand who you were as it pertains to who you want to be. But if we really understand you know, what we're talking about, we're talking about men specifically, all men aren't made equal. Just like all women aren't made equal and all white people aren't made equal and all black people aren't made equal. So we need not put everyone on this, like, you know, generic measuring scale. And if they don't live up to it, we tear them down because of it. And I think the part that sucks the most is that not a lot of men are talking about this. And I think it's a very important subject matter, insecurities in general, but 
as toxic masculinity plays a role into insecurities and they perpetuate I've been using this word all episode but they really do put there's pressure to be this complete man right and I'll, I'll be real there's pressures to be this complete woman I've never been the girliest of girls um and that has always been problematic to who people perceived me to be right and for men to not be this quote-unquote complete man that is moving you into an insecure place if you feel like you don't live up to what that complete man looks like and that is a quite the life to live quite the life I've observed how a large percentage of the time uh, male insecurities have been something that was developed from the way he feels about his masculinity. In that the way he feels about his masculinity all is determined by what? His definition. And his definition comes from what? His upbringing the people he have around him, both male and female, the, the, the people he have pouring into him, the people who are most important to him. So that's us, right? Let's take a little bit of accountability here on the roles in which we played in the developing the man next to you, right? No, you might not be his mama, but that never mattered because how I feel about me growing up and developing had a lot to do with who was around me. Okay, so here's a tangible takeaway as it pertains to the section of toxic masculinity. Think about your why. Think twice before you share your assumptions, generalizations, and biased opinions. You can either be helping or hurting the man next to you. So the next section I want to get into is, I call it cut him some slack. Let's take a moment to acknowledge the roles we've played in pushing the agenda of toxic masculinity and this idea of anti-femininity as it pertains to the men in our lives that we know and say we love. See, someone taught or he was never taught how to be the man he actually is today. Cut him some slack. If he said that he enjoyed the very things that you personally believed are set aside for women, you would laugh at him. So he hides it. Cut him some slack. No one normalized the idea that he is born with feelings. No one gave him the okay to cry. So aggression was the only emotion he identified as the true character of a man. So please, cut him some slack. And here's another tangible takeaway. Remember, we all live with our own share of personal bias, generalizations, and stereotypes. It's normal. These are the stigmas we create unknowingly within our cultures, our genders, and worldwide. But what do you do with this information? See, do you take it with you or you allow it to break your own personal accountability to who you were versus the responsibility you have to who you're going to become? Don't stay stuck. Don't stay stuck in what you knew. Grow up. 
and become someone better. And yes, affirmations are not just for women. I have an affirmation for you guys as well. The affirmation for the day is, I am a man with feelings that I am not afraid to address. I know that healing comes from me acknowledging them. I am secure in knowing that my insecurities will not kill me. They are normal. And so are the feelings that are attached to them. I am a growing being and my insecurities will propel me into becoming the highest version of my very best self. Before I get into um, my reoccurring housekeeping, I just wanted to say thank you. You know, um, as I reviewed my last episode and at the advice of um, my business coach, I know that I needed to go into my last episode and dissect it a bit and garnish some content from it. And this episode was actually derived from my previous episode about insecurities. And it was general and I touched on topics very briefly, but insecurity was the main topic. And I thought about how, you know, we don't address men and their insecurities. And sometimes as women, because we're not men, we shy away from those particular subject matters. So I thank you for obliging me, you know, today and listening to um, my tidbits and my nuggets about how we can, you know, grow um, as a community by addressing certain topics that somewhat seem to be taboo. So the very first order of business um, for my reoccurring housekeeping is that there are things that I've been working on to better my content and bring you guys more, actually. And I've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work to do that. And one of the things that I've been doing is that I need to, you know, I need a financial backing to do that more. And I've signed up for uh, something called Patreon. And Patreon is American is, is an American membership platform that provides business tools for content creators to run a subscription service. And this particular service would allow me to give you more content in a exclusive way. And it helps uh, people like me, creators and artists, um, to earn on a month-to-month basis. And I have different um, tiers that would allow different kinds of content for a certain amount of money. So the beginning tier is um, a thank you, you know, someone who wants to just simply give, uh, I'll, I'll give you a thank you, and it's just primarily for your, your, your supporting me, because it's just simply financial, there's nothing um, that particularly comes with it, and that's the beginning tier, and then the secondary tier is in the behind the scenes tier for this show, Eat Don't Compete, and you'll get the thank you along with some behind the scenes content for the show, whether that's videos and and commentary from me um, on a month-to-month basis. And so you know all of our deliverables will happen at the end of the month because that's when our episodes drop. So in the third tier, which is the mid-level tier, um, you will receive what's in the beginning tier, you will receive what's in the the behind-the-scenes tier, and you will also get um, tier-only access to interviews from creatives. This tier is called, this is, this is a good tier. This tier is called the Creative Catch Corner. This is a business that I'm developing 
uh, for creatives, by creatives to provide um, creators and, and artists and people who are developing businesses with resources about how to develop their creative processes to help streamline their, their business. And then the final tier is a, a loyalty program. That's the loyalist tier. And that particular tier is the top tier. You'll receive everything from the beginner tier, um, the behind the scenes tier, the mid-level tier, along with some live chat and shoot sessions with me and exclusive tier only products. So if those are some things that you are interested in, I would love your support. Um, I'm looking forward to providing you with um, high quality content. And I'll leave that description that <laughs> I will leave that um, link in my description box so that you can go ahead and um, uh, look into it, you know? Yeah. So other than adding Patreon to uh, my list of ways to support other ways you can support us through my products that are also will be available. That link will be available in the description box. And I still have greeting cards and eat, don't compete merchandise. Thank you for being a part of today's show from competition to community. Remember to eat and don't compete.